Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. It is Life Planning 101 on this beautiful hot Monday here at the latter part of July. Terry Slavin's with you, joined by Matt and Aaron. And I heard driving into the station this morning, I just got back from a little vacation, so I sort of checked out for a while, but the stock market closed at a record high on Friday, first time ever over 35. Yes, market's been absolutely crazy. Welcome, everybody. We're we're happy to be here. But yeah, this market is just, it's going crazy, and it's not doing... Uh, really what we expected at this point it's not just not just the stock market but i mean the housing market all markets all markets are just insane drive by a new car dealer and you see very few new cars they're having to scramble to buy used cars to sell and i was told the worst customer they can have is one that wants to pay cash and not trade anything in yes that's exactly oh, wow. right they're, they're calling around looking for deals same thing in the real estate market Hearing people going door to door asking if they want to sell their house, you know, uh, when have we ever had that? That is crazy. Yeah, and they're they're talking about the the chip shortage being out still till 2023, perhaps. So it's going to drive some of that in the car market. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's funny when you look at across the markets and and people want to self diagnose, right? We we talk to managers, we read. Uh, articles and subscriptions and everybody has a different theory and and the one that they're trying to do is figure out what the heck is going on across the markets yeah because because none of it's making none of it's making sense right now you know kind of taking a step back and and looking at the big picture you know we had one of the most uh, devastating economic events and you know for a lot of lot of people just devastating events altogether with COVID and everything that happened. You know, we saw the largest drop, not only in the market, the fastest drop, but in our economy. We shut the entire economy down, told people not to, not to go outside. And uh, it, it was devastating. But one thing it did do was it, it, it did open up this new economy. Uh, and this is the work from home, play from home, shop from home, you know, all these these big tech companies just went through the roof, and you know, e- even today, they are so expensive. We we really haven't seen companies in one specific area this expensive since the the dot com boom. Um, you know, back in two thousand, it's crazy. Well, the six companies make up twenty two percent of the S and P five hundred. Yes, and that's what that's what you're talking about. And I, I was uh, on the drive in. I was listening to a, another program, and they came up with a new saying. You'll, you'll never guess what this is. It's FOGO, fear of going out. So they're saying that these big tech companies have, you know, with the different uh, publications and and their ads, it's like they're encouraging people to stay home, and so they've created this fear of going out, like you're going to miss out on something. So um, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. I was looking at one uh, growth index for 2020, 2020, you know, the year of COVID, and it was up about 85%, 85%. Unbelievable. Uh, this new economy is blowing and going, and um, we have that going for us. And the scary part is, 
during all this, we also printed out, or we, we increased our spending by about $4 trillion. And that's, that's really what we're here to talk about and is really what you were talking about earlier. That money had to go somewhere. And we're seeing increased prices across the board. You know, immense government spending. Uh, what Matt was talking about, we're having supply chain problems. We didn't really understand uh, how much of the demand we had. We shut down companies because of COVID. And, you know, that supply problem is increasing prices again. And um, Shortage of chicken right now. Shortage of chicken. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Shortage of chicken. Yeah, food. It's funny, you know, inflation is up about 5.5%, 5.4% right now. That's the highest it's been in 30 years. 30 years. And, you know, we're being told that this is transitory. This is nothing but opening back up our economy, and we should expect this. And it's not just us saying that. It's across the globe. Yes. They're all saying the same thing, that it's, that it's just transitory, temporary, and it might overheat a little bit and then come back down, but we have our own federal government telling us that more spending is going to lead to less inflation? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how that works. Um, it never has but, in the past. <laughs> no. I, I bet they'll start teaching that in college here next year probably, but uh, – as of now, I'd, I've never seen that really work out too well. But it, it is a problem, and it's very scary. And, you know, one, one of the best ways to, to fight inflation is to invest. You know, invest in something that can grow faster than our inflation rate. And traditionally, you know, that's, that's been stocks. Stocks have worked out very well. But when you look at the overall picture and you see, you know, half the market at these nosebleed valuations of where tech companies are, it gets it gets scary. If we're, some of these companies are spending 30 times revenue, um, you know, the, the market is at multiples we haven't seen in, in forever. Uh, the question is, where do you go that's not in bubble territory? Well, and that's one of the challenges, right? Because the yields on treasuries, bonds, even some of the corporate debt is so low that people don't have the income from that that they had, you know, 15 or 20 years ago yeah. uh, um, when interest rates were, were much higher. Right. And so people are chasing chasing that return, which is, again, driving up, driving up the market. That's exactly right. We, we've been in this boat for a long time where interest rates are forcing people to take a different kind of risk that they probably shouldn't be taking you know if you're if you're retired and um, you're on a very strict budget maybe the best thing is not to be invested somewhere that that value can go up and down by 20 percent a year Um, that's how bad decisions get made and more than likely that's not going to have the best income for for everybody involved right a lot of uh, tricky things going on right now we're going to take our first break when we come back we'll have more with matt and aaron right here on life planning 101 segment two life planning 101 terry slavers with you with matt and aaron from kennedy financial services and we're talking about a crazy market crazy market yes you know um we see this inflation 
we're at a 30-year high. Used cars are at an all-time high. Just across the board, you know, I think the, the biggest ones that have been making news is lumber, copper, steel, fuel, food. You know, you can't can't really go anywhere without seeing just huge increases in prices. So the thought was, yeah, well, let's let's take advantage of it. And this was pretty much across the market. There was a big value trade where where people started moving into these companies that were really beat up. Uh, some cyclicals thing companies that produce goods you know if, if you're producing copper and copper is going through the roof in price so you're selling it for more that's that, that seems like a no-brainer you know buying into real estate which is consistent of lumber copper and everything else it seems like a no-brainer and it was working out really well until March March we hit a high. These these companies that were super super expensive were coming down in value, um, coming down a lot. We we saw some areas dropping forty to fifty percent. Some of these high tech names and um, companies like uh, energy companies, travel companies, uh, some of the, some of the places that were beat up the most were getting back to normal price wise. The Fed comes out and they start talking and everything reversed course the tech companies started going through the route and the you know the, the stuff that was on sale the, the cheaper companies kind of stagnated out and the, and the fed didn't say any, anything they said hey something might happen in the future and maybe kind of sort of we might do something about it it's it's the the if versus when you're right it's it's are they going to do it or will they do it they talk about talking about doing it and it triggers a a waterfall event so that's the fed meeting coming up this week right everybody's hanging on uh every little word that that what is different what might be different or or is it going to stay the same and and that's what's challenging is because there's people on two sides of the fence but what's it go back to here and you always say it you can't fight the Fed. You, you right? can't. You can't fight the Fed. Not. Not at all. You know. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, if we look at inflation for what it is, is it's a tax. It's a tax on every single person in this country and around the world. And it it is a heck of a lot more devastating to some people than others. Who can afford to pay an extra ten ten percent for a car? Or an extra 45% for a car? Because that's what we're seeing right now. Well, it went up 10% three months in a row, yes. used car prices. Yes. So the, the lower you are on that income scale, the more this inflation is going to hurt. And we're going to combat this by increasing minimum wage. So if we increase our expenses, you don't get to be a CEO and making millions and millions of dollars by making dumb decisions. If one of your expenses goes up by 10, 20, 40%, cost of goods has to go up by that same amount to stay where you were, or you got to change uh, your inputs. Yeah, I mean, you look at the fast food market. Yeah. Uh, you know, it used to be a reasonable place to go eat, but because of the. And, and they basically artificially already given us a minimum wage because they're having to pay $12, $14 yeah. an hour just to get people to come and go to work. But that's got to trickle down somewhere, so yes. that that hamburger that you used to pay three ninety nine for is now five ninety nine. 
That's exactly right. We went out to eat Sunday, and uh, it's forty-five dollars for for four burgers. <laughs> forty-five dollars. So uh, you know, Aaron. So what what do we do? Where do we go? And and one of the things I want to share a quick story is uh, I, I had a conversation the other day, and and if anybody's heard a tool called an optimizer, and so people are looking for places to go and how to earn some money, and um, the the optimizer spits out you know an outcome, and I said, well, what do you what do you think about that? Well, I think it's great, and it's supposed to be the the place to be. I said, well, think about this, and Aaron, I think you can elaborate on this some. Interest rates 10, 15 years ago were a whole lot different than interest rates today. And the market, as you've alluded to, 10, 15 years ago was a whole lot different. But how would you know, the average investor that likes to self-diagnose be able to understand the difference between an optimized results and what could happen in the future? Yeah. History rhymes, but it's, it's not going to be the same. You know, just using real numbers, if, if we go to treasuries like Matt was talking about, probably long treasuries, you know, on average, they're for every 1% drop in interest rates, that long-term treasury is going to increase by 20% or something like that. And long treasuries have come down from about 75 to 2 What What are the chances that we're going to go from 2 down to negative 5 not, not likely. I mean, it, yeah. we, we can definitely have negative interest rates, but we had negative oil last year. Yes, <laughs> yes. very temporary. Very, but yes, yes. sir, you're but, you're but correct. That's, that's a scenario. Yeah. If we look at these optimizers and say that's what well, that's what has to happen, <laughs> right. we have to go deep negative interest rates. Right. So people, you know, people like to use things like, you know, WebMD to, to diagnose themselves or they look at online trading forums or you know, retail trading. And we see this a lot. You know, people say, well, why should I, you know, pay somebody to help me when I can do it myself? Well, it's, you know, when you think about it from a doctor's standpoint, if I broke my leg and I got bones sticking out, I'm going to pay an emergency room to fix me up. I'm not going to go home and Hand my wife a needle and thread and say good luck. You know, it just doesn't well, work that Chris way. Chris Rock say, R- rub some tussin on it. <laughs> <laughs> rub a tussin, fix everything. There you go. Rub some tussin on it. There you go. So you know the average investor, uh, average retail investor, what's it? Three percent, right? On yeah. average, and the market makes about ten on average. So it's it's super important to to find somebody to help you through these times and and help you understand all the things that are going on looking at strategies um, you know it's it's interesting to see because we're talking about this market being very unique to its time but certain things are are in kind of a cycle itself right the overall market's in a certain point in the cycle but then there's certain areas we talked about uh, some of the value trade being in a little bit different spot on its cycle you yes. know, it is overheated at times there, there is is definitely some some areas that look uh, a lot more compelling than others. And uh, to your point, one of the things I like to remember is what we're looking at is not a stock market. It is a market of stocks. You know, we've been in this area where the the FANG trade has basically been the thing that's worked the best, you know, and that's been the stock market. But, you know, at this point, you know, we're, we're probably at a... At a time where you have to look at things a little bit different because 
more, more than likely we're, we're not going to see the same things happen again. Uh, Tesla's not going to go up 700% right. again this year. And uh, we, we can't get trapped into looking back at the past and just thinking that's going to repeat. Because that's where you get in trouble. That, that's why bubbles form. Um, that, that's how per- people get hurt. So, All right. Well, fellas, we need to take our final break. We'll come back and wrap things up right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KWBY. Matt and Aaron are going to wrap things up for us. Gentlemen. Yes. So when I was working on this, I was going to title it the, the trade that never was or the obvious never happens. And basically it's, it's everything that we've been talking about, but like middle of March, everything changed and started reverting back to the way it was. Uh, you know, we saw interest rates hit a high of 1.74 and now they're back down to 1.3. Not a big difference, but look at that from a percentage standpoint. Sure. Huge. And, you know, if we if we look at the 10-year Treasury as a way to judge U.S. growth, what, what is that telling us? You know, growth is coming coming down. And um, why? And, and I think the biggest thing is you go straight to the currency markets. You know, the, the U.S. dollar has been strong. You know, that, that's, the, that's the fastest way to uh, get in trouble is as a country, if if we start behaving irrationally or irresponsibly, the rest of the world punishes us by making our, our dollar less valuable. And that didn't happen. So I, I think our government's just licking their chops over there saying, hey, we can continue this. <laughs> We're going to push and push until They're, something breaks. Yeah, until something breaks. So if the rest of the world is okay with what we're doing, and we, we know our, our government is definitely okay with what they're doing, I think we got $3.5 trillion worth of more, more printing and infrastructure coming down the pipes. Um, we got to wait till this plays out. And, you know, if we look at the obvious that never happens, you need to lengthen the time frame of what you're looking at. Because a mere three to four months of, of time in the market is nothing. It, it is absolutely nothing. And this is where a lot of people get in trouble is because they're undisciplined. They see one thing and then they make changes to what they're doing or how they're investing. And then it automatically goes back to where it was. And, oh gosh, now, now you're in a negative position or, or you've lost money, so you switch back. And then <laughs> I, I was uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and they said I want to be aggressive. And I said, okay, so what? What? How quick do you want to double your money? I said, well, I don't, I don't know. I said, well, how about if you doubled it within, you know, call it seven years? Well, no, I want to be more aggressive than that. Well, well, good luck unless you're getting completely irrational with your money, right? So the rule is seventy-two. Yeah. If the market makes 10% a year and you're invested at market rates, you can double your money in 7.2 years. Yes. Yeah, that, that's normal. That's average. But uh, we learned within the last 12 months with uh, Reddit and <laughs> Wall Street, Wall bets. Street <laughs> bets, you know, we should be making 20 to 30% a day. Right. A day. Using leverage and options contracts, right? Yes. It's, just, so. it's not It's not 
for people. It's not for the average investor. You know, the the thing is, the volatility of funds has changed, and it's changed because of things like the activity in the market, the irrational decisions creates volatility. And so one of the things that you need to do is be disciplined in your in your trading strategy and have a strategy in place. And if you can't be disciplined, find somebody to hold you accountable for those disciplines. You know, we, we went through this. I mean, how many, how many cycles and how many calls we get, Aaron? That, and, then, and then to our surprise through, you know, 2020, how many calls came in at that time? Yeah. Uh, very few. Very few. We have, we have some great clients. And, yeah, I want to put a cape on every one of them, tell them they're superheroes. But the, the thing I think we did the best job of is education. You know, setting those expectations. We're not going to make 20, 30% a day. That's irrational. That's unrealistic. Can, it's unrealistic. And uh, that, that puts you at a point where you, you lose everything. Everything by, by having that mentality. There's going to be somebody that pulls it off. You know, that's going to be like the economist getting it right or the weatherman. The weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to get it right. In my next life, I'm going to be a weatherman. I could be wrong more than I'm right and get paid for it. So. Yeah. But it, it's, it sucks everybody in, and they, they think that's, that's normal, and it's, it's not. It, it's really not. You need, you need to have somebody to help you set those expectations. And you, you could take your Vegas money and take some flyers with it, but, but you got to understand it's, it's Vegas money. Right. And, and most people leave Vegas with a lot less money than, than they showed show. up with. <laughs> right. So, and, and volatility and risk means different things to different people. You'd mentioned earlier, you know, someone that's, that's well into retirement trying to make some extra income. Yeah, and, and stretching that, stretching for, for companies that, that pay high yields, you know. So if you, if you look at the S&P 500 and it's yielding two, and I know it's less than that right now, but just for an example, and you find a company that's yielding 12 it's probably not a good deal, right. you know. More than likely, that that company's fallen in price so much that uh, the the dividend yield is high. So, you, so you need to be able to look at things from many different directions and, and find out if you're having a if you found a great company that you expect to turn around or increase their income, or if you're just chasing yield, and if, if you're if you're chasing, you know, there's a good chance you're going to trip and fall down, and it's, it's not going to be pretty. It's like reaching for that last apple. You know, you're you're hung off the ladder. And you grab that last apple, there's a good chance you might fall off the ladder. So, yes. All right, gentlemen, we're out of time. Thank you very much for Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities. 